You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Scott Galloway, NYU professor, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur, and the host of the Prop G Markets podcast. For nearly two years, Prop G Markets has brought listeners unfiltered analysis on high-flying stocks, burgeoning sectors, stupid acquisitions, and master of the universe CEOs. Starting May 20th, Prop G Markets is launching a new feed with two episodes per week. What a thrill! The good news? I know how to get your rich. The answer? It's on Prop G Markets. Don't miss out. Listen and subscribe to Prop G Markets wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Ah, oh, yeah. Mixed oh, martial arts. Yeah. Oh, is that the lyric of this song? Mixed martial arts. Those are really good Mixing lyrics. Mixing the martial arts. Mix, 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 okay. mix. Okay. Martial, 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 martial. Uh, hello, everyone. This is the uh, UC Vegas <laughs> 34 post fight show. I apologize. I'm a little slow to react here. I'm just sending out a, a spicy tweet uh, just to let some more people know uh, that we are we are happening. Um, so if you guys see a tweet with a lot of typos in it, it's because I was talking to you guys while doing this. Uh, but I think we are okay to fire and okay to go. Everyone, thank you for uh, for joining us. It is I, Alexander K. Lee, who has uh, kind of taken over some of the hosting reins while our main man, Mike Heck, is on vacation. Uh, and of course, taking on the co-hosting reins and also still doing the production reins, one Mr. E. Casey Lydon. Hey, look, I discovered discovered a new flavor of LaCroix. It's Uh um, guava. It tastes pink. It tastes pink. What's LaCroix? LaCroix. What's LaCroix? It's a LaCroix. I don't know if we have that in Canada. I'm I'm, I'm from a sophisticated nation. You are. Look, we'll we'll get there. Uh, We'll get there. Uh, Yeah, yeah, look, the the 12-fight card. Uh, we just had ourselves a pretty pretty decent main event, I think. I, not not I mean not the kind of main event that if you're up at uh, 1:30 in the morning on the East Coast, you're kind of like you know you're you're feeling it's going to keep you up necessarily. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little <laughs> I'm a little gassed. Uh, uh, I'm a little gassed from uh, those watching having to watch all 12 of those fights. But it wasn't a bad card, Casey. Let's uh, let me get your thoughts just overall right away, counting the prelims and the main card. How are you feeling after that? Uh, after a dirty dozen, um, it was as advertised. Um, I, I know we didn't grade this card before, but you know it was it was a fight night card. You know, with no real serious title implications. You know, guys, obviously everyone wants to win, but um, yeah. It, no, no shockers nothing kind of blew me away but um good some good finishes especially some good some really nice knockouts especially at the beginning of the card and um yeah, yeah no no shock no shockers because people fighting and people doing what they do and you know no one yeah yeah nothing, nothing yeah this of, is this nothing is, blew me away I, I, no, no, no nothing blew me away in the sense of like oh jared carnier is a you know mastered leg lock submission guy now or nothing like that it's like kind of like what we Everyone came, has advertised, delivered, and um, some some formed a little better, and some didn't. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, look, uh, we're, <laughs> we're old hat at this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of the people watching are, are old hat at this. I, I think you guys understand what what Casey's saying here. Uh, it was it was a fine card. I think a lot of these uh, sort of lower key fight nights have this good formula, ideally, of some exciting finishes on the prelims, and then you know the main card, a few more recognizable names might not be the case tonight, but that's generally how the formula goes. Really, really exciting prelims for sure. That's um, some some excitement in the main card, but yeah, the the main event was fairly predictable. Not necessarily on who you thought might win, but as far as like we knew it was just gonna be a competitive five rounder. 
very doubtful that either Cannoneer or, or Gaston would finish the other guy. Um, I think 48-47 Cannoneer was the perfect score. Uh, I, I thought, I thought I, the judges like did a good job. There. Everyone pretty much scored it that way too. I, I, I saw about yeah. – I think I saw about 95% of people scoring that way. Um, mm-hmm. I think round – was round one probably the, the iffy round or was everything pretty clear? I, I, did I think there was some debate but, in round one. Name. Uh, I'm sorry? Yeah, that was the most disputed one. Yeah, I, I, I went one, with Cannoneer. But two through five seemed to be pretty um, easy to pick. Yeah, even with uh, with Gaslam, like, recovering really well from those. There was, there was one that was definitely the first uh, time that, uh, that Cannoneer rocked him. I would say it was a knockdown. Uh, the there second time it was more of a slip. He kind of caught him with this like uppercut, and then uh, Gaston just kind of slipped and then went went for a leg. I don't. I wouldn't have scored that a knockdown. I'm pretty sure it wasn't. I'll have did to they, check. Did the, they um, show the replay? Did they actually yeah. show the replay? I know DC was talking about it and said that mm. um, that, that that wasn't a knockdown. That was actually just a slip. And yeah, yeah. But I, I like what Anik pointed out, and this is. Uh, I know we're gonna talk about a lot of things. We're kind of jumping into judging real quick, but um, uh, I. I just the just want to emphasize what a hard job judging is because it, remember you don't have replays as a judge so if you're watching from any position it from a home from the home position it looked like he got dropped of uppercut then dc tells us oh actually that's not what happened it was just the angle that we saw but for a judge unfortunately that was kind of a clear round for canyon but if that was a close round that kind of really changed the fight so just a where you're sitting as a judge is incredibly important. And remember, you at home have the best view of the fight, not the people, you know, only feet away from the actual fight. It's it's very odd, but it's, it's just a reality. Yeah, I mean, that's the whole reason for the three judges, right? It's theoretically, yeah. the three of them should form this multi-headed being that can get the right angles. Doesn't always work out that way. It is how we kind of get some weird split decisions. But overall, I thought the judging tonight was pretty strong. Um, I'm trying to see uh, maybe 30, 27 for, uh, Mark, Mark O'Madson might've been a bit off, but that was a very close fight. Clay Guida fights are pretty, are pretty difficult to score. There's a lot going on, but not necessarily a lot of scoring going on. So, uh, again, I'm not gonna, I'm not, uh, maybe if I watch it again, I, I could say strong, more strongly whether like, oh, that 30, 27 was completely insane. I did think it was the oddest score of the night, but the right, you know, I think the right guy probably won. Yeah, it was. It could have gone either way. Yeah, actually, that I, 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 thought, I, I was pretty confident Madsen was the better fighter tonight, and I did have it uh, twenty nine twenty. I think Clay started. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of fights tonight. I think Clay did yeah. start strong, and there was a solid round for Clay. But I thought, um, especially toward the end, uh, Clay was just doing a lot of bouncing and bouncing and bouncing, but really no action, and um, nothing blew me away in the fight. As far as like, oh man, Madsen's gonna be fighting for the title pretty soon. Uh, Madsen got saw the victory for Madsen. Good for him. I know he's going through a lot of um, personal shit right now in his life. So uh, hopefully that you know two checks helps him out. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about the main event a little more. Uh, before, before we do that, we, before we do, can we got to do the Mike Heck thing? We got to guess who got the fight of the night performance of the no. Oh my gosh. Okay. See, so yeah, this is this is standard Mike Heck stuff. This, yeah, is, this is new for me. This is good. Uh, go ahead. I'm, not, I'm I'm actually it's, it might have come up already, but let's let's. Okay. I'm gonna not I, I look at Twitter. Okay. I'm not, yeah. Go ahead, kid. You go first. Fighter the night, Pantoja Royval. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And knockout, uh, performance of the night, uh, Bar- uh, how do you say his name? Ignacio. <laughs> Ignacio. Ah, uh, yes. Bahamondes, and, yes. Um, I'm going to go Nunes. Okay. It'll be, I'll say this, Bahamondes should be a lock because he was, n- not only did he win by the, by the, the with the wheel kick uh, in the last like six seconds of the fight, he was on his way to winning a decision. Yeah. Pretty sure he was going to win a decision. Very yeah, nice, yeah. very great striking performance by him. So that for me is the definition of a great performance. You sh- it's not a fluke, you know, you show how dominant you are over, he, he again, almost three rounds for him. And then you still get that finish. One of the best finishes of the year. Mm, mm. Perfect. He has to get one, has to get one. Hmm. I, I think uh, Pachel. No, Pachel was it was so. I don't. Know, I really like the Pachel Hubbard fight though. So that, that that might steal the that might steal the fight of the night. I, I and I think Pantoja might get the other performance bonus. So I'll go with that. I'll go with the lightweights, uh, Pachel and Hubbard, getting a, a fight of the night. Pantoja and uh, Bahamondas getting the uh, getting the performance bonuses. So we'll see when those come up, guys. Usually they're tweeted out or someone in our in our uh, our Slack business. We'll uh, we'll say we'll throw it out there. So uh, we'll let you know. I don't know if they've come up yet. Let me just check real quick. I haven't seen anyone. Either. Nothing yet. Nothing yeah, yet. yet. Okay. Uh, so let's talk about the main event again a little more. 
Uh, we said so. Two things here. One of them was this. This kept was asked a lot. Casey going in. Uh, is this do or die for Calvin Gaslam? You said no. I said maybe. Uh, based on the performance, again, really close fight, Casey. I, I assume you're staying with that stance. Yeah, I, 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 I said so. unless Kelvin looked horrible tonight mm-hmm. and just got you know smoked within you know around, but he did not look horrible tonight. He fought. To to me, this is one of those fights that they fought ten times. Each guy wins five times right now at their level. They, it was it was an incredibly close fight. Um, and, uh, Kelvin won the last round. I mean, so, uh, I think, uh, both guys kind of, both guys are kind of in the same spot. They kind they're kind of exactly where they were because, because Kel- Canada was already ranked higher in our real rankings and the UFC rankings. I think both guys are kind of right where they, right where they're at. Nothing, nothing really changed for me. I was going to say, uh, so yeah, Cannoneer number seven in our rankings, uh, the consensus, and then uh, Calvin Gaslam at 12. Uh, ahead of Cannoneer in our rankings, Vittori, Derek Brunson, and Wasasi. Those are the three names right ahead of him. I don't think his performance tonight jumps him over any of those guys necessarily. No, absolutely not. No? Especially yeah. after the dominant performance Wasasi had. Was it? Was it last week or was it when was when was that? It was just last weekend. I oh, it was last weekend. Okay, uh, it's all it's all blurring together. <laughs> Everything's just one long fight. It week. really does. Yeah. Life is a long fight week. Um, Gaslam twelve uh, behind him. Kevin Holland, Uriah Hall, Andre Muniz. I think Gaslam also just maintains a spot. I don't think he drops uh, in our rankings. Probably not. So there we go. So this was our concern kind of going into this fight. You know, we were like, it's a good fight. We're just like, what kind of implications does it have, win or lose? Uh, and really nothing, nothing, nothing I, I can't, for I, either guy. No, nothing. I, I go, oh, Jared Kanner, he's definitely better than, you know, Musasi yeah. or Costa. Costa was the original opponent tonight, correct? Co- uh, for Kananir, correct. Ken, yeah. For Kananir, yeah, yeah. Costa, hasn't, he hasn't fought in, since the... Not since the... No, he has okay. not. Uh, <laughs> I know. Uh, he He's... I mean, I know that fight didn't go well for him, but man, he's clearly like someone who people really want to see compete and it's it is unfortunate he has not been able to get and back in there did, that fight did make a lot more sense than the kelvin fight but this fight was a great fight um no not all time classic but a good a good a good main event i think i think it delivered but uh, yeah, yeah it was ra- it, ra- rank, ranking wise though everyone's kind of <laughs> right, look, this right was they started this was a professional mma main event it was a very very uh, two guys very skilled they're going to give you a good five hard rounds um, but it's, is, is this a fight that we're really going to remember uh, by the end of the year? Honestly, probably not. Um, Calvin sorry. Gaslam just tweeted, uh, I think I won, but whatever. So uh, <laughs> I, I would, I mean, if, what, what a man of words. Just, I think I won, but whatever. Which is, exact, which, which is kind of why I like Kelvin because Kelvin's sure. always kind of stays in his lane. He, 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 doesn't, he doesn't do anything. He doesn't try to break the mold. You know, we know exa- we know what we oh. get with Kelvin Ke- Kelvin Gaslam, yeah. and we got that tonight. And uh, yeah, what did you learn tonight about about Jared Karanier? Uh I think he answered some questions about his gas tank, which again, I don't know yeah, why. Like, I think, yeah, that was one of the only questions we had for him. Um, but again, as most people said, uh, he's looked pretty good. Like, there was no, in- there's no, like, he just hasn't gone five rounds again since way way back in the day when he was a heavyweight but i never saw anything in any of his fights that made me think he couldn't go like a good five rounds so but yeah if there was any doubt he looked he looked good he looked good yeah, in the fifth. I mean, he did he did lose the fifth round so he, it's not like he came out the strongest in the fifth round mm-hmm. but he didn't get his butt kicked or anything he wasn't no. like gassed or anything i think you know i think it was just a close competitive fight that's all yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, I think I think Gaslam. I know I was I was before uh, I was kind of leaning towards this is a do or die for him. I I still think his job like, not super secure, but I would like to see him fight Paulo Costa now. I feel like I feel like he has replaced he has replaced Costa twice. Costa owes him a favor and should take a, should take a fight with Gaslam uh, for play, being his understudy now his last two fights and uh, and give him a, give him one more big fight. But I don't know maybe Gaslam. Would you like to see Gaslam take a step back in competition? Uh, are we doing? Are we doing on to the next already? Are we doing that right now? Um, I, I, ha- I mean, I'm, I'm not making my official on to the next one pick yet, but I'm just uh, kind of like, what's what's in the future for him? If Kelvin does, if Kelvin does take that fight against Costa, if that this fight that's booked, I would, I would love to have some kind of reassurance that Kelvin won't be released if he loses that fight because mm, that is okay. just that is just BS. If you lose to like top five fighters and you somehow you get cut off that, well, if you're losing to 
I don't know. Name, name a rando middleweight that lost his last fight. I don't know. If he, well, let's just say a guy he beat. Let's just say a guy he beat. What if he had lost like Ian Heinish? The, the Ian Heinish fight that was a do or die. Yeah. And uh, yeah, yeah, that was that's what I mean. Like you, it, but that was more of a do or die in the sense that just is Kelvin still an elite middleweight? Mm-hmm, I, mean, mm-hmm. I think even after his performance tonight for loss, I still considered in the UFC Kelvin an elite middleweight. Like. You know, you still can't deny what he did to Israel Adesanya and pushing him to the and pushing him to the breaking point. Yep. So, um, I would like long, long, short answer. Wait, short answer for this long ramble already. But I would like Kelvin to take a big jump back now. Um, I, I got to look at the UFC roster, but there, there's got to be some yeah. rando like. Yes, I don't know. J- tune Jack, in, people. Jack tune Marshman, in to Jack onto Marshman the net or something. Is like, isn't he? A, sure. is, is he a middleweight? Yeah, him. That's who Kelvin is should he still, Is he still, is he still in the UFC? Wake him up. See what he's doing. <laughs> that's, the other, that's the other question. Yeah. Uh, people tune in to on the next one on Sunday. Hopefully it'll be up Sunday. Again, no Mike Heck. I should be getting joined by MMA Fighting's own Stephen Morocco. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there you go. So a little bit of a different look. But I will. we will have the answers for you as to what should be next for – actually, only Jared Cannonier. We weren't planning to matchmake Calvin, if I'm being honest. So – we might as well just say it now. So there you go, Jack Marshman. There's your official. <laughs> <laughs> Jack Jack Marshman is uh, Casey's pick, and uh, Paulo Costa is my pick. I think I think uh, he owes him. But I, I agree, it would suck if uh, he loses to another tough guy on Costa, and then the UFC is like, oh well, he can't compete at the highest level anymore. Clearly, yeah. he can. Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Um, have the bonuses come in yet? Surely, surely they must. No, nothing. Nothing yet, eh, Casey? I've, I've, I'm not. On, I'm not on the uh, Twitter sphere right now. Now, this is normally where we would talk about the co-main, but we're going to skip over. We, we kind of touched upon it already uh, wait, wait, before. Wait, wait. We, there's an important part we need to talk about before we go to the co-main. Jared uh-huh. Karanier's post-fight um, interview. Did you listen okay. to it? What, what would you, what would you, I did. What would you like to say about it? Oh, what, oh uh, let, let me see. Hold on. I'll, read the, I'll read the quote because I did tweet it out of our account. I'll read this. Uh, he, his, uh, his last thing he said was, well, well, you know, DC gave him the, the set. Teed it up for him. You know, Jared, who do you want to fight next? Kanier said, well, I'm broke, so I need to fight. Hopefully I get that title shot, but the right name might make me say yes. So not exactly a triumphant uh, post-fight winner speech. Casey, I, I said I didn't like the tone of that speech. It's just it's, – it's, it's not about Jerry Cannonier. It's just about – I mean – Oh, not at all. Not this at is all. a whole other subject matter, but uh, I just felt it needed to be mentioned. I mean there's, there's something broken in – the mixed martial arts business of prize fighting where Jared Cannonier, who we all agree is an elite middleweight. He is a UFC veteran. He's not like he's one or two fights in the UFC main evented a fight night card. He's one fight possible away. Maybe his next fight would be for a title shot. And the guy is freaking broke. So unless he's just got really bad money management, it's just, just wasting way too much money on crystals, which is a great thing to spend your money on. Um, oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's all. Just something. Something's messed up in the sport, and um, uh, we can't do anything. I'm just a media member. You're just fans, fighters. I don't know. It's time to fight the. It's time to fight the tougher fight. <laughs> and look, no, and look, it's, no, look, look, look. It's we in the media have been beating this drum for a while, and I think a lot of fans have too. But but if you're a fan there who's like on the fence, or you say I don't care about fighter pay. You got to take a side here, and 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 I when I say that I mean you got to take the fighters' side here. Put the pressure on Dana White. Tweet at him. Whatever it is you guys normally do to get uh, you guys are very. I'm talking to the fans here, the listeners, the fans, viewers. You guys are very powerful. I think not just with your wallet. I know people are like, well, whatever. I answer with my wallet. It's like no. I mean, tweet at Dana White. Have conversations on social media. Have conversations with people in real life and talk about fighter pay. This is if you're headlining a UFC event on ESPN on national television. At no point in your post-fight speech should you be saying, I'm broke. Mm-hmm. I don't know how anyone can think this is a good look and how they can – and again, yes, Jared Cannier is responsible for his choices, whatever. If you, if you want to look into whatever his investments, he's made, maybe he's made bad investments. I don't know. But to assume that is silly. We don't know. We don't know. Why? Why would you assume that it's his fault that he's not making enough money um, competing at the UFC level? We know. <laughs> Fighter pay is disclosed. Uh, well, actually, it's not disclosed, not disclosed as much anymore. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, yeah, there's a but, reason for that. But look, we have him saying some of that. We have Cyril Gan saying publicly how much he made. We have Misha Tate saying, "Look, she spent a lot in her camp. Fine, maybe more so than most people." 
but she's a high level athlete. Athletes in other sports don't have to worry about this. Why? I know the UFC is different. The UFC is not baseball. The UFC is not the NFL. The UFC, I, I totally understand. I, I'm, it's, it's, it's not the same thing. But it is high-level major league sports. And I just don't know any other high-level major league sports where the athletes are openly talking about how much they're struggling like this. It's absurd. I, I, just, feel, I just feel weird criticizing or criticizing fighters or fans yelling at fighters online social media accounts when they have a freaking roommate when they you know it's like these guys are like they're, they're the highest you're the highest level of the sport you're you're one of the top 10 people doing what you do in your occupation and no i don't know making more than you know a lower middle class living you know i don't know I, 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 I just I don't under, I've worked in this I've worked in MMA well over a decade now I do I still don't understand how professional fighters make a living to be honest off fight purses I mean that's all <laughs> but we can move on to the coming event sorry I just have look, I, I, I want to get throw, I want to just throw that out there because it kind of startled me a bit uh, look yeah we could talk about this all day and and in general I know people uh, I know there's a resentment towards uh, athletes who are paid too much I understand. Uh, but I think if you look at if people look at like kind of the finances and how like these businesses work, athletes in general, just based on their contracts, are actually really underpaid. I know that sounds stupid, uh, like seeing when you especially when you see someone get paid like three hundred million dollars to hit a hit a ball with a bat, it sounds stupid. But like compared to how much revenue is generated by their work and all that stuff, anyway, it's a we could harp on this all day. UFC fighters are definitely underpaid. It's just it's that's not going that issue is not going away anytime soon. It uh, the discussion I just say is not going away anytime soon, and it sh- and it shouldn't. And remember, and, you, and Endeavor, the parent company of uh, UFC, just announced like record profits, oh, the, mm-hmm. the best whatever quarter for the UFC. I don't know, yeah. whatever money. Stuff. And people, ha- how do you think that happens? Okay, I'm yeah, just saying. It's, I think it happens. Do the math. Yeah. Do the do the math. Uh, let's talk about Casey. I was going to say normally we would talk about the co-main event here. We kind of touched upon already. And, and let's be honest, we didn't think this should have been the co-main event, Casey. So let's talk about the fight that we thought should have been the co-main event, or really mm-hmm. should have been the main event, the flyweight main card Ooh. opener between Alexandre Pantoja and Brandon Royval. Everything we expected, Royval is an insane pressure fighter, one of the best like pressure fighters in any division, a relentless wrestler, uh, and it's just a guy who, when he's in, when he's in trouble, he's not even he like. You, when he's in trouble, you're in trouble if you're yeah. his opponent because he's 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 just so tricky. And, and uh, Pantoja, a lesser man, may have fallen to uh, some of Royval's tricks tonight. Pantoja is again one of the I think one of the five best uh, flyweights in the world, um, and and uh, he showed it with that control tonight. So let's I mean, let's talk about uh, his performance. How what do you think of, of Pantoja tonight, Casey? If Pan- what I said coming into the fight, if Pantoja wins, and especially if he wins like this. He absolutely should be fighting for the title next. His next fight. Now, is Moreno going to be the next opponent? Maybe not. It could be Figgy, uh, a trilogy. If it's not Figgy for the trilogy, it has to be Pantoja. He has earned it. They they even had the like very super polite call out, which I loved. I loved the little. I loved <laughs> great great job of UFC uh, production staff having the yes having, having um Moreno right there. Great TV. Oh, they nailed that. They, they nailed, nailed that. Yeah, just great great UFC TV. Did such a good job. You, you have the package. You have the promo right there. You know, and um, I hope it happens. Um, this is a great. If, if they don't do this in Mexico, they because of COVID stuff, if they can't do this in Mexico. Have Moreno fight in Mexico. Please have this for like a main event on ABC. That's all. This deserves like worldwide Ooh. attention. So uh, I like. I would love that. I like because, that. And I only say, obviously, for me who doesn't pay for pay per views because I work in it, um, I understand why the UFC or maybe some fans want it as a main event for pay per view. But I totally think this is a main event pay per view worthy title fight. Um, just on the skill set alone, I understand name value is a different story. But um, yeah, please, please treat these. I hope the UFC treats these guys like the stars and great fighters they are, and not bury Pantoja in the opening fight on a throwaway fight night card. You know. All right, all. Casey. Let me deal with uh, some troll in our comments first of all. Okay. No, no, no. Look, look, look. Uh, I'm hearing. I get it. The, the counter, the, the name you didn't mention, Casey, and the counter that everyone was throwing out there tonight, Askar Askarov. Okay. I understand. Askar Askarov beat Pantoja, convincing win. For sure, I got. I have no issue if Askar Askarov gets the title shot. Pantoja is the more compelling matchup for Moreno right now. I'm sorry, that's just that's just a fact. He has beaten Moreno twice definitively. He submitted him on the Ultimate Fighter in about I think he said a minute. They talked about it on the show today on the broadcast today. 
he beat him convincingly in the UFC. Uh, he, there was a 30, I don't know if it was 30, 26 is across the board, but it was 30, 26. Uh, and Askarov missed weight in his last appearance. So there's a lot of reasons to have Pantoja over him. And look, Askarov if, should, should get the next shot. For sure. Askarov, Askarov doesn't even have to fight again, if you ask me. I think he should just to stay busy, and, and he probably wants to. But if he chooses to sit on the shelf, Askarov has absolutely done enough to earn a title shot. I would have no problem if he's just like chilling for the next six months and says, hey, I, I got next. I got next if whoever uh, wins the next title fight. But I, I, liked, I think the Fantosia title fight is more compelling. Um, again, he has the two wins over the champ. It's so easy to sell. They just set it up on television right now. It's it's very present. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, that's the fight to make. It, 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 that's if they don't do if they don't do the figgy trilogy, which I'm not against either. Um, just because I think that that's you know that'll sell well. But Pantoja is there. He's done it. He did he he, he did everything you need to do. He, he fought one of the best rounds of MMA this year. That round one, and then finishing Revile in round two. Yeah, it's awesome. Just awesome. Oh, and I yeah. loved, I loved uh, Pantoja's call out. He was like, "I beat him twice," but then he goes, "Oh, that sounds kind of mean." It was like, "Well, I beat him, but he got better from my, he got better when I beat <laughs> well, him." <laughs> so, what's important is that you learned. Yeah, you learned. Win or learn. We, we all learned something. <laughs> we all learned something. And became friends. So great performance. And better, Brandon Royval. He's he's clearly this guy who I don't know now if he's gonna get that title fight. Um, but boy, he's fun to watch. He's so fun. He's so unpredictable. Uh, I'm so amazing at scrambling and again if it wasn't a guy like as experienced uh, and as as well-rounded as Pantoja Roy Val can steal fights from so many guys so many guys who higher ranking than him better names so I look forward to watching him fight but Pantoja is just uh, I think again is one of the most underrated guys and Pantoja beat my boy Manel Cape he beat the best flyweight in the world he he, he He legit beat him so he's got it he's got he's got the thing but I want to say my my one complaint about that fight it only lasted a round and a half. Yeah, I know. It was really exciting. Have you – honestly, when was the last time you saw a fight and when it ended, you are like, man, I wish that lasted longer. You know, I, I, felt like, I felt like this was one of those fights. It's like, uh, I, I just it, 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 it can have gone to the third round. I, no, I wanted a couple more minutes. Yeah. Parker Porter and Chase Sherman. Oh. I was like, give me two more, give me two more rounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. By the way, that was an entertaining fight. It's just rolled, they, cut it a pretty, they, cut, they cut a pretty fast pace through the first half of the fight for heavyweights. And I'm like, there's no way they're keeping this up. <laughs> there's no way. So uh, those guys are tough as hell, though. Um, so, yes, to, to Duke732NJ in the comments, you're welcome that we acknowledge Askarov. You don't need to be so insistent. And, again, I'd have no problem with him. Uh, getting the title fight, I just think Pantoja should be first, and I, and I don't see how anyone can can disagree with that. Uh, we have bonuses. Oh, I'm sure it wasn't mine, but um, what are they? Yeah, maybe uh, uh, Damon just Damon. Where our, our boy Damon Martin just threw them out there. Oh, here we go. No fight of the night. I'm okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm actually don't mind that. <laughs> uh, Bahamondes, like we said, was a lock. Pantoja, who I also said okay. should get a performance bonus. And then uh, you said Josiane Nunez. She got it. And then they also went with uh, William Knight. I think that's pretty good. No problem. No issues with that. Mm-hmm. If they skip by okay. I, I, I was going with the assumption, the traditional fight of the night thing. But, uh, yeah, that sounds fine. No no, no issues there. Um, who got – anyone get – oh, yeah, we talked about this before. Um, if you got to you finish, you sh- Dana, throw him an extra 25K. Do something, man. Like, come on. Uh, again, you know us. We just say, yeah, it, it should be like fifty thousand. Honestly, fifty thousand for a finish, but they can't blow up the budget, Casey. Yeah, they blow can't the blow. Budget, yeah. They can't blow the budget. You know, yes, yeah. uh, those, those those record those record profits don't make themselves. So, um, but yes, congratulations to the bonus winners. I'll, I'll I'll read them out again. That was William Knight, Ignacio Bahamondes, uh, Josiane Nunez, and Alexandre Pantoja. Um, yeah, great great performances up and down. Oh, you know, um, get one. That's kind of insane. Oh, you missed weight. Never go mind. Syed. Uh, Syed. Yes, yeah, uh, Saeed. Uh, I'll try and say it like John Annick says it. Saeed Jakob Kakramanov. So that's. Kakramanov. He, I always thought I was very impressed by that young man, and yeah, I understand he missed weight good. because of a, it was extremely short notice and traveling international. I am going to throw that weight miss away. Uh, sorry, I'm just jumping. I, I just remembered him. Like, there's so many mm-hmm. fights tonight that I mm-hmm. just. What weight class is he? He is a bantamweight. So yes, and, and again, I, I don't think he would have. Yeah, <laughs> another great and he's another a great who, bantamweight. Well, no, I'm not saying he's a great bantamweight, but another just insane new talent. 
international talent yep. too. Just some, yep. some just some dude from Uzbekistan, you know. And uh, yeah, I love the I love men's bantamweight all over the world. That's a uh, yeah, just great, 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 class. Excited to see him fight next in the UFC. Great, great fight. Great MMA, MMA Twitter, MMA Twitter was talking about him a lot uh, going into this fight. So um, not surprising to some people. Again, some disappointed about the missing weight, but he took the fight. I think he said four days notice. So uh, even, again, he, I don't he, like it. He couldn't even go to the fighter meetings where they talk to the yeah. talk to the, the you know it's DC true. and those guys. They'll go, hey, I did this, did that. You know, I trained. He didn't because he was on a freaking plane from the other side of the world. <laughs> Get the guy a freaking break, and he still took his money. Uh, All right, Parker Porter, as we said, won an entertaining decision over Chase Sherman, just a stand up slug him out fight. Uh, yeah, Saeed Jakub Kakramanov uh, with a technical submission over Trevin Jones, scary finish there. Uh, Vince Pichel, solid three round performance against Austin Hubbard. Uh, he's won three straight now. Vince Pichel, one of those sleepers at lightweight, yeah, and as we said, yeah. that. Yeah, Vince Pichel, man, like just sneaking up, sneaking up at those rankings, man. He's gonna, yes. he's, he's gonna be a tough fight for whoever next. Yeah, uh, Pantoja beat Roy Val uh, on the prelims. It was headlined by Austin Lingo with another with a good, uh, oh, kind of come from behind win over not come from behind. He lost the first round, won the next two. Great coaching by Asif Sud as always, and then uh, Brian Kelleher, oh. friend of the show. Uh, getting back in the win column with a uh, very strong wrestling-based win over yeah. Domingo Pilarte. Yeah, look at Keller expanding his mixed martial arts arsenal. Sure. Yeah, business is booming, and I, I like. He almost got him with a killer. Yeah, I li- and I, I like I like to call out. Uh, he called out O'Malley. Yes, I, I think he's called out O'Malley every every fight. Yes, good for him. He stuck with it. He stuck with it. Uh, and then uh, Josiane Nunez, uh, definitely one to watch. I assume she'll drop down to one twenty-five. Um, she was a replacement opponent, I believe. So uh, 135 just made sense for her. But she is a fierce, fierce puncher. I mean, there's a lot of there's a little bit of Jessica Andrade in there. Um, she's now eight and one, seven, seven knockouts career with by knockout. So she is real. I, personally, um, I, hope, I hope she stays at 35, just because the 35 division is so shallow right now. We just sure. need more fights. Sure. But um, I, I'm excited about seeing her again, and I'm, I'm actually excited about seeing Bay Malik. Uh, uh, Bay, Bay, is that you say? Bay Malecki? Uh, Baya, Baya. Yeah, Baya, Baya Malecki. Mm-hmm. Uh, even though she got mm-hmm. knocked out, um, she's definitely a joy to watch fight. And um, Opu, I yeah. see her back. She was, it was an exciting this fight. Was it was those, a very exciting fight. This, this one of those fights, look, she's a technic, uh, Baya is a very technically strong fighter, but man, there's sometimes there's no substitute for power. Mm-hmm. And uh, this Nunez just has it. This uh, Josie and Nunez just has it. Uh, uh, I, I, William real Knight. Quick, real quick about the Malecki. Uh-huh. To me, when I watched that fight, she made one of those. Uh, not trying to bring myself up, but because usually, say, say when you're sparring, and if you're the, if you're consistently the taller, longer fighter, you get in really bad habits of just I can just lean back from punches and stuff. And she literally did that with Nunes, and I think Maleki is like incredibly tall for her weight, and she's kind of got yes. lazy, just kind of leaned back, her arms down, and Nunes just mm. like just got a little bit farther, and boom, popped her, and like it was. Like and like the whole fight, Maleki has been way more technical, technical, technical than that. Yeah. And she just got lazy for a moment, and yeah. that's what happened. That's why this sport is so unpredictable. You get lazy for a moment, you get knocked out. So um, yeah, look, there, there that's is why I no. Want to see Malecki. Pro- I, nothing. Maleki looked impressive, but she made a mistake and she paid for it big time. There is, there is no preparing for that kind of power uh, that Nunez brings and that kind of aggression. I don't care how technical you are, um, unless you're like a an, an Israel Adesanya or something like that. If, if someone has this kind of power, I, I mean, they're, they're just, they're, you know, they're going to walk through your best stuff. They're going to take shots. They're going to come at you from weird angles. Um, they're going to put pressure on you that you just cannot simulate in sparring. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're going to get knocked out. I mean, you get, yeah. you get caught, you get KO'd, right? And so uh, Nunez is super fun to watch. But yeah, uh, Malucky is a skilled fighter for sure. Like it, yeah. uh, speaking of power, William Ooh. Knight, this, this guy works out, as we always say. Yeah, and uh, man, it's, it's, it's funny. Sometimes there, he, like, there's some ugly moments in his fights where you're like, oh, man, he's just never – I don't think he's going to be able to find the range. But, boy, when he does and he lands with one of those bombs, mercy me. That guy's, <laughs> that guy's got some real – he's got some muscles, Casey. And there's, there's legitimate punching power in those muscles. Those are, those are not uh, cosmetic. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you, know, <laughs> but you need a lot of blood, a lot of oxygen in those muscles. So yes. If, if William Knight, if he if his gas tank is still you know over fifty percent or whatever, he is don't let him touch you. He just he, he just he just flips that arm out, ugh, knock out, knock out. Like that, hey, he, that wasn't even that wasn't even a punch. I was just like ugh, and knock and knocked the Mister Buffalo out. One of the better look, nicknames in the sport. He's uh he's uh 
he grinded out kind of an ugly win over Kamer. So there's something to this night guy besides just big finishes, but he certainly got one tonight. Uh, one, one to remember. Uh, we talked about Bahamondes a lot. Great performance. Uh, like Roosevelt it. Roberts. Like Roosevelt it. Roberts is a talented guy. He's He's got to go back to the drawing board or something. He's got all the gifts and tools to be, I think, a legitimate, like, top 20 lightweight and it just he just hasn't been able to put it together yeah. um but bahamundas stole his thunder and i think one of the i i would put that in my top five knockouts of the year right now i threw i threw it up there on our on our on our kind of gallery yeah. of you know something to keep keep track of yeah that, that knockout yeah. was awesome and especially coming at the last five seconds of a fight when he was pretty much cruising to a decision victory at that point and then he was like, you know what? I got I got a little bit more in the gas thing. I'm going to spin around a couple more times and see what happens. Yeah, a lot of guys wouldn't do that. A lot of guys, you, you, look, you look at the clock, you cruise, your corner's probably saying like, you know, you, oh, you hear the clapper? You hear the clapper. You're like, oh, okay, yeah. what's good? I'm and it, and sure it, wasn't, it wasn't Roberts that, that was throwing just a Hail Mary spinning, you know, heel kick. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the guy who, was winning. The, the, you know, Rob, yeah, I don't know. If, I got to watch it. I think Rob... Roberts looked like he was super gassed, but I think that was just from getting yeah. beat up a lot, to be honest. I don't well, think he got, well, Bahamanda said himself, he was kicking him in the body a lot. And then yeah, he's like, I was la- I was landing the body kick at Will, and I just said, F it. Uh, I'm going to go. And then he, uh, he hit an elbow and then followed with the spin kick. And he blamed uh, he's blamed his corner, poor Bilal Muhammad, he said, for teaching him uh, teaching him all the bad words in English. So, uh, what, what, so Ignacio. Oh. <laughs> and uh, more compliments to the UFC production crew. Was that was that the fight where Muhammad was actually in the in the uh, yeah. studio? Yeah, and they, they yep. cut him and he ran out there. Just just good TV, great TV. That, Produ- I think production top to bottom has. Been, uh, I mean, maybe not just on this card, but particularly tonight was really really good. Yeah, it was. I thought they had a lot caught a lot of great moments. They perfectly captured. Uh, uh, oh, oh, it was it was Bahamandas who his entry with this very serene song, and he just let out this absolute scream. And I thought it was captured perfectly on the broadcast and also hilarious. And then uh, the opening fight, Ramiz Brahimaj getting to show his his awesome submission skills and uh, getting uh, choking Sasha Plotnikov unconscious. So, yeah, as far as the last we'll see of Plotnikov in the UFC, I would maybe say. he's a great story. But yeah, one and two now in the UFC, and and two straight rear naked choke finishes. Yeah, so grappling yeah. defenses need some work. Uh, Casey, we've got some time. Let's let's get some questions here questions, before we, yes, before we sign off. Yeah, questions, and, uh, questions and comments. Uh, I'm gonna go back to everyone's old questions, but if you have any new ones, throw them in. I will try to spam get them. them. Now is the time to spam, spam guys. You spam, spam, spam. I know you guys love to spam. Now is the time to spam, please. All right, here we go. Here we go. Do do do. Let's throw a comment. It's just a compliment because I, I like compliments. The best. No, oh, thank you. Uh, thank, thank you guys. Like I said we've kind of been. Thank you. We've picking up the slack a little this weekend. Some of our boys, again, much much needed vacations. These guys work so damn hard. I have no problem. You know, it's great that they're they're taking some time off and uh, can't cannot wait to see Mike again and Jose and uh, and uh, you know everyone else. So thanks, Almac. Thank you. Really, wait, why can't you just just take the compliment? It's about us and like those guys, mm-hmm. whoever. Yeah, it's us. Just focus I mean, on I don't want to say we're better than them anyway, yeah, regardless I mean, of whether they're here or not. But that's what was implied. Okay, it was implied. All right, all right, all right. I um, think yeah. This is we're talking about maybe. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> I already got to deal with this on Twitter. Uh, Jessica Crystal Crew. He's sponsored by the Crystal Council. He gets those for free. So and uh, diamond emoji, sparkly emoji, diamond emoji, sparkly emoji. Uh, obviously talking about Jared Cannonier, who even though he is broke, apparently that doesn't matter. Crystals are not part of his budget. He is he is getting crystals uh, gratis, as it were. So. Um, I, I have some crystals from the Crystal Council. They're, they're sitting right next uh-huh. to me. They are enlightening me. They're, um, I'm feeling uh-huh. the energy, the, 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 the positive aura or whatever crystals. I don't you know, crystal stuff. Uh, crystal Council, if you're out there, I'm just going to let you know. Uh, that's, a return to, that's an automatic return to sender if I see that package come my way. So what do we got here? Jeez. Uh, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about this. <laughs> Scott McCray, don't play with me. The best line of the night. That was uh, of the of the night. Best, best oh, line of the I night. Best line in, oh. Well, double entendre by our boy Scott. Uh, don't play. That was directed at you, Casey. Yeah. Who uh, during the pre-fight Q and A was like, I don't really know if William Knight's gonna make it as a contender. Don't play with him, Casey. I, don't play with him. Okay. And I still feel. I still feel that way about Mr. Knight. But I also agree. I, I do not want to play with him. I would. So we're, we're, we're not, in agreement. Not, we're in agreement. Do not play around with that guy. Fabio Chiron learned that the hard way today. Do not play around with friggin' William Knight. Jeez Louise. Uh, Al Mack again. Casey's favorite fight was Porter Sherman without it. It was a it was a good fight. That 
that fight ruled. It was such heavyweight MMA. Oh my gosh. I loved it so much. I I I loved I love heavyweight MMA because it always goes the distance. I feel like <laughs> it's like oh it was just great. Did, did, did even get, either guy even get dropped? It was just they just kind of kept hitting each other. Yeah. No, Chase Sherman loves to walk through punches. Like he's actually a good striker. He has no defense. Like he's just his defense is hit me in the face. You're not going to knock me out. Yeah, hit me in the I, face. Keep hitting me. It's like <laughs> okay. I, I, and part, I felt, I felt like, like we were watching me to do it. I felt like I was watching a bare knuckle fight. With, with MMA gloves that's what it felt like it had that kind of like I couldn't have seen those same oh, guys yeah. fight uh, last was it last night yeah last yeah, night right. at bare knuckle yeah. so uh, and so someday you probably will yeah <laughs> uh, Casey are there any questions do we have any questions yeah, yeah we, of course we got questions man we got questions uh, Scott McCray uh, Pantoja Royval delivered the cannibal one fair and square but did you have an issue with Mark Smith dismissing Royval's alleged eye poke I think Herb did it to Calvin as well um I remember the Calvin. No, it was Cannoneer who was cl- complaining about the eye poke, wasn't it? In the in the in the um, the Gaslam fight at the end. Maybe I wasn't watching closely enough. Uh, here, here's the thing. Generally, I don't have any issue with referees dismissing uh, eye pokes. It's obviously depends if there was an obvious one, but um, I'd, I'd have to see that again. So I apologize, guys, if there was like a blatant eye poke and uh, referee Mark Smith missed it. But there's a lot of time guys complain about just like getting hit in the face or getting punched in the eye. It feels like it does feel like an eye poke, yeah. Sure, and and, and if you, it happens so fast, if, if you're the guy getting hit by it, you don't know the difference. Was it a finger? Was it a guy's knuckle? It's like you got hit in the eye. You know, you don't know. Um, so uh, and for so if it's hard for the fighter to even know, it's it's almost as hard for the referee to know. Um, because he might just not see it at the right angle. Again, it could have been a punch that just happened really quickly. You don't want to go to the replay right away um, to to look at something like that. So, um, no, I don't really have an issue with that kind of thing normally. Again, I'll have to see that look at that clip again specifically. I would say this about eye pokes. For mm-hmm. the most part, the refs have to take the fighter's word for it. Because honestly, eye pokes are too fast. You just can't tell. They're just going on this. this I mean, unless you really see a clean punch that lands right there. Mm-hmm. And I think there was one tonight where someone got, I can't remember now, someone did get punched right in the eye, but it was clearly a punch in the rep. And the, the yeah. guy was like, ah, you know, but uh, I don't remember that fight. But um, no, I don't I don't take the issue. Back to the question, I don't take any issue. Um, no, I, I don't think there was any eye poke um, controversy tonight. Uh, I'm just going to quickly touch upon this one from our pal Joseph Boza. He says, we kind of talked about it before. Does Calvin get his walking paper? He says, what he says, what people don't realize is that five of his last six fights have been losses. And I, I'd say the opposite. I think a lot of people know that five of his last six fights have been losses. What they don't think of is who he's lost to. I actually yeah. think that's 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 really what's – I think a lot of people know he's on a he's in a bit of a slump right now. But, um, yeah, look at the names, right? The only losses he looked really bad in, the Hermanson first-round submission. That's he got, fine. He got caught. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, 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 and Whitaker, who is the number two. To middleweight in the world, um, and that's it. So those are the two guy fights where I thought he was like clearly, you know, just beaten. I don't think there's any shame in that. Darren Till, you could argue he won as a really close fight. So, no, I think I think the quality of competition matters. And like I said, Kelvin, how old is Kelvin Gastelum? It's 29. 29. If if the you know who want, you know who would love for him to get his walking papers, Scott Coker, because I guarantee you, Kelvin <laughs> Gaston in, in, in the Bellator cage would be awesome. And, I would um, help Calvin go do PFL. I would like to see him try or whatever. Either way, um, there, there, there'll be lots of bidders out there. Kelvin Gaston is still an elite middleweight. That's all. There was no uh, there was no middleweight division in PFL this year, unfortunately, though. So he might have to go up to two hundred five, which would just be hilarious. All right. Uh, ah, John Danyan. Which of these two fighters needs to consider changing weight classes more, Pilarte or Gastelum? Um, Pilarte, I assume, going up, right? Pilarte is super tall, right? Yeah, so Pilarte is six feet tall. He's he's a pretty gigantic. Uh, okay, look, consider it if it was like if it was like anything was possible. Clearly, Gastelum. Uh, Gastelum at one seventy, I think, is a much more uh, viable contender. But I just don't know if he wants to make that lifestyle but change. Why? To do it. So why? Why would he need to go to 170? He's fought. Com- he's small. Super competitive. He's small at 185. Incredibly competitive. competitive fights. Incredibly. Co- here's like- the, but here's the thing, Casey. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. He's competitive at 105. At welterweight, I think he could actually like be a, like be a winner. 
There's a difference. There's a difference. You're right. This is, but this is the question that's being asked. That 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 15 pounds makes a huge difference. It does and make size, a difference. the amount of the amount of reach he's always giving up, that's huge. That's the difference between being competitive and actually winning fights, which I think to him should matter. To us, it might not matter. I think to him it should matter. I think he just needs to reevaluate who he's booked against. And was he Ali his manager? Yeah, I think Ali's uh, Kelvin's one of the Ali guys, right? Don't remember. Whatever. Well, his manager <laughs> needs to get him. He needs uh, for me. If I'm Kelvin Gaston, I just you know you you know what you just say. I'm not gonna fight for the belt for the next two years. I am. What I will do is fight. I'll do this. I'll give me the Sean O'Malley route and give me guys outside of the top 25 for your next three fights. You know, and unfortunately, maybe maybe the UFC won't want to pay him as much. I don't know, but he needs to me three solid wins. Two of those wins can be guys easily outside the top 25. Whoever, mm-hmm. Throw me a name on the roster, and whoever that guy lost against, Kelvin fights that guy. That's what, to me, I'm Kelvin. I think, I think he's fine at 85. I think he looks great at 85. Um, yeah, he's small. So what? But he's not winning. Because he's not winning. Who, Jer- a lot of people aren't winning. Ian but at some point at some point though you're banging your head against the wall and you have to ask what you can change you can't you can't just say well you i mean change, yes you, you change, change your person in change front of you, you change your person in front but of you you're, you but eventually you're gonna run into these guys again i, don't, I think eventually I think, you're gonna run into these guys again kelvin gas right yeah, I mean, the reason kelvin's awesome because he can strike his super fast hands and he yeah. can take a shot if you go down to 170 yes. i guarantee he will not be able to take the same punishment Oh, I disagree. I think it translates completely. We've seen him fight at 170. We know how good he is. Like, it's not like this is theoretical. We know, even though he struggled to make the weight, he was he was really, he really never, good at 170. He's never like when, who wins is that? Esther Lynn. I don't think. I don't think you look. I think he's good at one. I think he's good at 185, and he's just and like, what is wrong with being a top 10 middleweight? He's just losing the guys Nothing, better than. But what? But what, what, if, he could, but but what if? But what if? What if he could be a top five welterweight? There's a big difference. I just don't think there's he's a big top difference. Five, I don't think. He's I know. Look, I love. Yeah, I, I mean, a top I, five I, welterweight. But he. Well, we. But we know he's not a top five middleweight anymore, and maybe never will be. So it's like again, you can. So how you know? What I mean? It's like how can he just keep bumping his head against do, the same do, wall? Do you think he loses against Jared Cannonier ten out of ten times? I mean, probably. What? What? What if it's seven? What if it's seven out of ten times? No. Like, what if it? Like it's it's and, and again it doesn't matter because that's it's a nice hypothetical, but it doesn't matter. We we know his limitations and and to say that size didn't make a difference in that fight, I think it makes a huge difference, huge difference. I don't think so. I, I don't think I think I think he's good at one. Well, he lost. He lost. Yeah, it's a good fight, but he who, lost. Who was it? Who was it? Oh my god! Who who are other middleweights? I gotta bring the middleweight roster up. Do it. Bring it up. Bring it up. But I'll, I'll just say, his, here's his losses at 170. He only lost to what, 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 year? what year? What year was this? 2015. 20, he six years to, ago, man. Okay. Six years okay. ago. I'm just saying. Six years we've seen ago. Him, we, we've seen him fight. Oh, he's supposed to fight at 170. He weighed in at. He went in at 180 for that fight. Yes. No. He went oh, to the gross. hospital. Remember, he'd go to the hospital because his weight cuts were so bad. Gross. But either way, he fought Teron Woodley with like a weight advantage and loss. I don't know. So that split decision. And Neil Magny, split decision. So he only lost uh, split decisions at 170. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If he could make it, I think he'd be great. Uh, but the other half of the question for John, uh, Polarte, I actually would uh, like to see him go up. I, I do wonder if uh, cutting down to 135 is just, again, it's not going to fix uh, you know uh, any wrestling, wrestling deficiencies. Enough, though I think... Is it fair to say there's less standout wrestlers at 145, Casey, the UFC? Sorry, I'm just trying to get... I'm not, I'm not, you, I'm not you, crazy, right? The UFC website... We're moving on from... Atrocious. Horrible. I'm horrible. trying to find... We're moving... <laughs> we're we're going to... We've been on this question way too long anyway, Casey. We've got to move on from Gaslam. But I'm not, I'm not crazy saying 145 has less elite wrestlers than 135, right? 135 is a lot of powerful wrestlers. Have you actually gone to the UFC website in a while? It is, all right. It is all right. a mess. Can we, all right. Can we, you, you are, I can see you're going to be stuck on this. Uh, rest uh, night. Uh, let's, but let's move on to so another question. There are so many guys who aren't in the UFC anymore. Listen in the wrong. Okay, sorry. <laughs> um, here we go. Are we? 
Jeffrey Ortega, uh, Alex Kaylee, Diane talk about CM Punk and Brock Lesnar. Look at his, not really. Uh, again, we talked about CM Punk. I think on there are our Q and A. Yeah, so Q and A. Yeah, Brock Lesnar. Uh, I love it. He looked like an asshole, uh, and I mean that in the best possible way. When he came, if anyone uh, finds screenshots of his uh, his return at SummerSlam tonight, but I don't have a lot to say about it. I don't really keep up with the WWE. I should say I keep up with it. I don't really watch it uh, as much anymore. But cool that he's back. Um, make that money, Brock, as I always say. And uh, again, he looks like a total asshole. And and uh, in this in in the pro wrestling business, that's a good thing. So uh, congrats to him for getting back. And again, sure, securing another another fat bag as Brock Lesnar does. So uh, WWE sucks. And not a fan. Bianca Blair got hosed oh. tonight. Oh, uh, good I'm to see. Not. Good to see. Becky, good to see Becky Lynch back, but that was a rough was, segment. Uh, I don't know good. what they were thinking. That was horrible. All right, what do we got here? Are they question? Let's get a couple. Let's get a couple more. Let's get a couple more. Uh, oh, hold on. Someone's um, some MMA wag, waggers, waggers. Oh, MMA. Waggers. MMA yeah. Everyone's favorite uh, German uh, account. MMA. MMA Voggers. Oh, sorry, I did miss the comment. Did you throw it up there? Oh no, no, uh, no. Just but um, just a. Uh, oops, sorry. Is that it? Yeah. Yanez versus. I saw it. I saw it. Yanez versus Kelleher. Sure. Yeah, I think it uh, makes sense. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I think I 35 is so loaded. You can't really screw. You can't really screw that up. To be honest, though. So. I like that. Ishmael C. Uh, Killer Gorilla should change his name to the Crystal Gorilla. No, he shouldn't. Okay, that question has been answered. That's what else? <laughs> uh, I'm amazed he. Ha- I'm amazed he hasn't. Yeah. I'm really surprised he hasn't. Oh, like it's it. This, this is no. This is good. I like this one actually. Oh, Samuel Spencer. Does anyone else think Cordero's corner work with his two fighters has with his top fighters? I assume okay. that means has been bad lately, uh, giving a lot of undeserved confidence. It seems. Um, I don't think it's ever bad to give them that kind of confidence. I, I, I assume uh, Samuel here. Thank Sam. Thanks for the question. I, th- I assume Sam here specifically after round three. I don't know if you saw that, Casey. He told Calvin um, that he was up two rounds to one. And this was after I, I think he assumes uh, Gaslam had won the round first one. two rounds. I think the round, round one, one. Yes, yeah. which is fine, which is fine. And I think he thought he round one, one round two. Where, where was the knockdown? Was well, that round two? That, knockdown was round three, and that was clearly okay. obviously that was clearly uh, uh, Cannoneer's that, round. Yes. The, the, so the, he the, thought the, he won the, the first point two. Being, the point being. This is almost an open scoring question, but we're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it. We're not going to get into it, but. I agree with – I think Cordero actually did Kelvin a disservice tonight or his camp in the sense that in that fifth round, in Cannoneer's corner, they told him, we think you're up or something like that. We think you're up, but you still got to win this round. You still got to win this fight you know, or something like that. In, in, uh, in uh, Kelvin's corner, they, they basically told him, you just, if you win this round, you win the fight. And mm. he won the round and he lost the fight. So clearly uh, they were wrong. They had they interpreted the fight wrong. And corners need to remember, if it is a close round, you have to assume your fighter lost that round. You just have to. Because right, if you right. tell Kelvin, imagine if Kelvin come out for fifth round, main event, you tell him, hey, just win this round. The fight's yours. You got it. And Kelvin wins the round, you know? But if you tell him, dude, if you don't knock this guy out, you lose the fight. You can win this round. You will lose the fight. You have to knock out Jared Cannonier this round you have five minutes to knock him out you have to and they didn't tell him that and that changes the fighter's strategy and mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what a great well, round kelvin had that round he was going to lose the fight regardless unless he of course he had a 10-8 round but well the counter the counter argument to that though is casey is that if your fighter is up you don't want them to take a risk that might result in them getting knocked out so if you are again and, and i'm not talking about this fight specifically but in general if you think your guy is up let's say three rounds to one in a championship fight um, even if it was three close rounds, if you're like confident enough that they won those first three rounds, the last thing you want to do is tell them, oh, you need to get a finish here uh, to make sure we get it. And then they end up getting creamed because they are taking risks that they wouldn't normally take when they're uh, trying, as opposed, you know, just trying to win a round. Right. Um, or, or, or play it safe. So, so there is a time to tell buyers to play it safe. But I get what you're saying. In this particular case, uh, Cordero should not have been as confident. So 
so yeah, so so winning the fifth was was pointless. But in general, there is there is an argument. Kelvin actually not. did what the coaches told him to do. He actually followed mm-hmm. the game plan and he won the fifth yeah. round. And that's why Kelvin's like, "What do you mean I lost the fight? I, my coaches yeah. told me I win this round. I win the fight." And that sucks for Kelvin. I'm not saying Cordell's a bad coach. Obviously, he's a, he's a, he's one of the greatest coaches ever in mixed martial arts. It's just, it's just unfortunate that you know they as coaches, you know, you're always going to be biased. And, you know, it's just how yeah. it is. And um, like I, said, I don't, they, they should, I don't they, think it's clear. You should have recognized it was they were close rounds, and I don't know. That, that sucks for Kelvin. And, and I'm not saying that the fight's different. You know, I don't say whatever happens. I don't know who knows. But um, Kelvin got the wrong advice coming into that fifth round as far as the score. And that did affect the outcome of the fight. Yes. Uh, but again, like I said, if he was confident that they had won the first three rounds, which he shouldn't have been, which he shouldn't have been. Uh, oh, sorry. Two two of the first three rounds in this case. If he was confident that they really did win two of the first three rounds, I understand the, the just win this one and we're good. Um, but yes. So the argument is also... It's not just about giving their fighter confidence. They also got to be a little bit better on reading what the judges might be seeing. Um, and yeah, in a fight like this, assuming we could be down three one, let's try and get the finish. But again, I, I don't think it's a it's a it's a cut and dry situation. I understand why Cordero would not uh, give that advice in this situation. But uh, what else we got, Casey? Uh, um... Is that Fezic in the back? Hey, Fezzik. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 okay. I don't know all your pets. But. <laughs> that, that Hi, Fezzik. That's such a great, that's such a great dog name. I just love, I, I that's such a great dog Fezzik, name. Fezzik, shake. 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 Come on, lick. Shake. <laughs> all right. She's out of it. That dog's wasted. Um, <laughs> that dog's wasted. You know what, sir? Uh, I think we answered almost everything about this. Let's card. go. One, let, let's let's end with a comment then. What oh, do we okay, got? Yeah, let's let's right, give the people right, the right, final me, word me, here. T- give me comments. Give me comments, people. Let me throw some. No questions. Just what do you think people. about tonight's card? Be, you nice. be nice. Yeah, be yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. Be yeah. nice. Uh, while you're doing that, looking, Casey, let me say there will be an on to the next one on Sunday for anyone who tuned in late and is asking. Yes, I will probably be teaming up with MMA fighting Steven Morocco as our Mike Heck is getting some uh, much needed R&R. But there will be an on to the next one, uh, maybe a little later than usual and a little bit more of me hosting than usual. But you guys should be used to that by now if you watch the preview show, Q&A. Hey, who, hey, who, who won the Pacquiao fight? Close by now. Uh, Pacquiao lost. U- oh, U- lost. U- Ugas? Who's the guy? Ugas? Uga, yeah, I'm not even Ugas? sure. I, I, all I know, it was a high-risk, low-reward type yes. fight. That's what people And it sounds out. like the judges – Got it right. Like no controversy. Like yeah, it was. It was. Hey, everyone was expecting I, BS, and he actually. I know. Scored. Yeah, everyone's like, oh. Well, it's, it's, apparently, it, it wasn't like a runaway performance, so people mm-hmm. were like, okay, well, it was like it wasn't like a, do- a blowout, but like if if the judges know what they're doing, there should be a clear Ugas win. But then there's the if the judges boxing judges know what they're doing thing, but uh, apparently the judges actually got this one right. So, all around judging, excellent work, all around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Come on, guys, give me some good ones. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I know. I see a lot of sensible comments. Ugas won. Thank you. Thanks, Al Mac. Thank you. Uh, yes, yeah, so I, I believe two of the judges. That was the score for two of the judges' cards. One, one fifteen, one thirteen. Um. Would y'all talk to Stone Zebra? Would y'all talk, uh, Stone Zebra? What do you want to talk? What is you want? What do you want us to talk to him about? We talk to him all the time. Talk to, talk to Hawani all the time. Yeah. You want us to talk to him about pro wrestling? Because yeah. don't or the new or the New York Knicks? Don't get them started. Don't get them started. Knicks. Believe me, it'll, it'll what's, never what, what, end. What, what's worse, talking out shoddy about the Suns or talking to Eric about the Knicks? What's worse? Oh, God. It's like equal. <laughs> Ugh. Uh, the prelims were dope. Tree Flower. Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah, man. They, four they were four. Uh, the only fight that was like kind of uneventful like, was the Kelleher win. Um, but I mean, it was a good, you know, it was a good no, performance for him. It just wasn't, it wasn't a back and forth fight. But yeah. I actually like the Lingo Saldana fight too. Actually, there's a lot to see there as well. So. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, true. Yeah. No. No. Haywood Jablomi. Classic, classic name. A couple of. A couple of donks arguing. Yeah. All right. Uh, Casey, I guess that's it. I guess uh, <laughs> that, that, that sums up the show. That sums up the show. Yeah, yeah. That sums it up. Yeah, it sums it up. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> apologies to any questions or uh, comments of this quality that we didn't get around to. But thank you guys for tuning in. Like we said, we'll probably have more of a full crew in the weeks to come. Everyone's just taking some much needed time off. Uh, thank you, Casey. Best producer in the biz. Always keeping this thing together. And... Uh, this is Alexander Kaylee signing off for tonight. Uh, keep your eye on MMAfighting.com. We have a lot more coverage coming tonight and Sunday and Monday. 
and uh, next week, next Sunday, right? Is it Sunday? Oh, yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there. I'm going to Cleveland Tuesday. I well, forgot. Okay, so Casey might not be with us on the post-fight shows. I don't know, but he will be in Cleveland August 29th. It's Sunday, right? Yeah, or, whatever, uh, whatever next Sunday is. Sunday. Yeah, I'll be, uh, we'll, yeah we'll have a post-show. We'll be doing all the Woodley Paul <laughs> stuff. I totally forgot. The most yeah. anticipated fight of the month, Jake Paul versus Tyron Woodley. Yes, guys, we will have a lot of coverage for that. So uh, please join us. And, who, you got, who you got? And otherwise, CM Punk. Oh, CM Punk's going to go over. He's going to go over. Thank you, so everyone. Much, so much MMA stuff next week and 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 box. Have yeah. a great week. Yeah, have a great week. Go 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 go. M- spend time M- with M- your family. Read a book M- or something. M- M- go, M- M- go hug someone. Yeah, go hug someone. Don't read a book. That's waste of time. Good night, guys. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.